Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sub Auteurs, the movie podcast. We like movies. Hello. I am. You know what? That's exactly why I wanted to moderate today. Because, like, because, like, I, if I wasn't, I'd be hopelessly just singing along. But yes, we are the Sub Auteurs. My name's Mai. I'm Misha. And I'm Anjo. So apparently today we are going to be talking about Bruno because today we're talking about Disney's Encanto, (laughs) the latest animated feature from them. So let's go. So, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's all about uh, the magical Madrigal family, all of which have special powers bestowed upon them uh, when they come of age. So, well... All of them? Except for the protagonist, Mirabel. Mirabel. Poor Mirabel. Mirabel. Oh, God. I can't stop saying her name. Mirabel did not get the door. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Mirabel. You know know how after I watched this movie, like, you know... I can't stop saying her name. So, you know of last word syndrome. Not exactly last song syndrome. It's like, like just like a word or a name it, that's it, stuck yeah. on your head. After a while, I can't stop. In that accent, pa. But anyway, yes. <laughs> it's about the magical... I forget it. I mean, like, you see, you hear her name so many times, you know, being said so forcefully and throughout the song. <laughs> Mirabel! Mirabel! <laughs> In her abuela's accent. Mirabel! Yes. I kind of want to get a goldfish now and name it Mirabel. Why a gold... Oh, goldfish. Yeah, I get it. So anyway, yes, uh, they live in a magical house called Casita. And um, their family <laughs> power comes from this magical candle. But you know... Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm, for, I'm pretty sure the abuela did not buy it from Goop. You know, like Amazon at cart from I don't know. They never said what the magic candle smelled like. Considering this is a Disney film, I was hoping we were going to be wholesome. <laughs> we are wholesome. We just take our wax works very seriously. Oh my God. But... It's a magic candle. We respect the magic. So much for that. Anyway, one day Mirabel notices cracks in the house and, you know, damages here and there. The candle's light is going out. So she tries to figure out what is causing this threat to her family's magic. And that's pretty much Encanto in a nutshell. What did you guys Think first impressions. My favorite character is the house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, Deng judged me because my favorite character is the house. I had to be honest. I'm like, we've seen a million people by now with superpowers. <laughs> but I've never seen a helpful house before. An expressive house. An expressive. I see your point. The Diva. house is. The, so lovable. The house, the house was lovable. shrugging. It was enabling. It was crying. It was happy. It was sad. It was the best house ever. <gasps> yes. Really? You, don't, you didn't know if the house was the, you know, the caretakers of the family or vice versa. I think it was just happy having this family within its walls and being able to take care of them. It, it was very heartwarming, to be perfectly honest. The house took care of them and they took care of the house. 
It was like a symbiotic relationship or something. No, I mean, look, look, look. I, I know, I know that's nothing to do with the main theme of the movie. It's just I was very, very charmed by the house. It is a pretty house. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I see, I see your point because you know the house has so much character. And it, mm. it, it was super helpful at some point, and you're right. It would enable certain characters at certain points, you know, and to show a lot of its character to the audience. And it kind of works like her my her Mayonnaise magic bag thing. Like it looks. A certain size from the outside, but inside mm-hmm. it's like w- w- they have all this space. Apparently, <laughs> I know, I it's know. Like, wow, especially the rooms, the rooms, the rooms are, and like, the rooms, whatever too. basements you and have... secret compartments are there. It's like it's huge. Apparently, and it, and it looked like <laughs> it looked like the writers had a really good time just coming up with gags for the house, yeah, for the siblings' powers, for all the little sight gags and little character bits. It was just. I imagine the writer's room for this was just so much fun to be in, honestly. Yeah, there were a, a whole lot of them actually seeing the credits. Not not just like the usual one or two people working on the screenplay. There were a lot of people. So and props to them. Writing on the screen. Yeah. Something actually I didn't notice until Dang pointed it out. There's no bad guy in this movie. That made me love it even more. Yeah. Because I don't know, right, over the last 10 freaking years, Disney has done this thing Ooh. where... They don't have bad guys anymore of the last 10 years. If you were a bad guy in a Disney movie, we're going to reboot you as a misunderstood good guy. If you're a bad guy in a Disney movie that's modern, not an old one, if it's a modern Disney movie, we'll pretend you're a good guy until two-thirds of the way in. And then, oh, surprise bad guy. So it was refreshing that we didn't have to put up with either of those tropes in this one. So while we're already at the characters, since the, the house is a character, um, Encanto stars Stephanie Beatriz, best known as Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I'm sure we have a lot to say about how versatile her voice is. Mm-hmm. Super. Absolutely. Super. Like, because she pitches it way down to play Rosa on Nine-Nine, which we love. You know, she's your typical hard-ass leather jacket, motorcycle riding, you know. Super cop. She's a super cop, honestly, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But in real life and in this this movie, she is an absolute sweetheart. And she just owns it, honestly. Mirabel! Sorry. Yes, Mirabel. (laughs) I can't stop saying her name. She is so gosh darn lovable. Because, you know, she's the one who was passed over for all these amazing powers that her entire family has. She's the one who's so proud to tell the neighborhood kids about who lives in the house. And she's the only one who doesn't have special abilities. I felt so bad for her. They really like, they they really drove it home start pa lang that, oh, you're the non-special one. Mm-hmm. You're the one without the powers. I know. It's I like, want to know where those children came from. If they've lived in that fucking valley their entire lives, they should know everything about the Madrigals. Or they shouldn't be served coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry. Like a freaking hyperactive kid. I would not want to live in a neighborhood with kids drinking coffee. I'm sorry. I cannot. I have a question about the title. So the title is Encanto. Encanto is the name of the valley or it is the valley? Encanto? Because the grandma says, the... the abuela says that they found a special place with magic or whatever. And then and then Madrigal says, The Encanto? 
Yes, the Encanto. That's that's the OBB basically. I think so, I, the Encanto, I think, is a place. I think it is the valley because um, on the descriptions of all the synopsis of the movie, they describe it as a place called the Encanto. Oh, I guess there's your answer. Okay. All right. So I was wondering if it referred to the magic or something. Mm, possibly also, it also since it is very magical. Magic. Um, I, I, I liked that the entire family, they easily could have just been like one note, all of them. But the actors, I think, brought a little bit of depth to each of the characters. They were not defined by their special abilities, basically. Mm. Right. They weren't one-dimensional. Absolutely. Especially when you, you, you go deeper into the family tree later on. But um, th- when, Mad- when um, Madrigal introduces her family in the opening number, which lays out this world and the characters who live in it, you know, you have a very clear picture of these characters. One of them's got super strength. The eldest sister has super strength. Sienna. Luisa. Yes, si Luisa. Luisa. And then um, Isabella, the middle child, was like a, is like poison ivy. Oh, poison ivy. <laughs> She's kind of like poison <laughs> ivy. You know, she can control flowers. Uh, yeah. Only control- in very wholesome clothing. Nothing That's, skin tight yes. or anything. Truly wholesome clothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, super. Yeah, poison ivy, but not so much of the poison. And um, then you even have uh, Madrigal's mother who can cure people, can heal people with food. With food. That's actually pretty cool, though. Like, imagine being so tired at the end of the day and you just get something from your fridge and you're like, oh, I'm good. I have a bone to pick about that mother's power, though. Go for it. Uh, I I actually really love that Mirabel is very representative of like you see a lot of these kids online saying that oh it's me you know it's it's somehow giving a good um, representation for uh, you know kids out there who aren't white so but okay I also love that she has glasses but why is her eyesight bad if her mom can heal why is she wearing glasses her mom can't heal genetics Maybe she has a lot of fast food. I don't know. Wala lang yun lang yun para. Oh, so her mom can heal. She can't heal her eyesight. Are those glasses just for cosmetics? I don't know. Just a question. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> mom can't heal genetics. Magic only works, you know, with diseases. Fine. Let's just not define the rules of magic. <laughs> no, but I like that. Question. Just I like that. Bone to pink. Each of their powers were tied into their. More or less, their presumed roles within the family. So the mom's, the mom's role is to um, care for the family, take care of you, feed you. You know that's where you run to when you get when you get a scrape. Si Luisa, you know she's the eldest, so she's expected to take on the brunt of the load. So that's expressed through her super strength, and so on and so forth. I like that each of them. Um, their powers, their abilities are integrated as extensions of their character, but they don't limit their characters. They're not defining them solely by those. Yeah, and you get a glimpse of that, of um, those feelings as well in Luisa's song particularly. I really like her song, her solo you know, character song. She's talking about how much pressure there is on her. Like, who am I without these abilities? Because like, if I'm not around with these powers... What's my use? What's my purpose? Dude, I'm big at noon. And how? And how? Uh, how are people gonna, you know, survive without my help and my strength? 
Which and typical I, Disney, like, it big, mabigat yung content ng song, pero presented in a very light and fun Oh, line. yeah. The, the song was really fun, actually. But then when you listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics, it it's like, ooh. It's like, Dude, damn. that was like fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> Anyone who's like, you know, a firstborn and you hear that, you're like, oh shit. They're singing about me. Yeah, no, and just raising his hand. Oh, the two of you are raising. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, because you can't help it. Because yeah. that 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 you just think that everything falls on your shoulders by default. Because you know you were there first, so it's it, it you you should be the responsible one or whatever. Yeah, unless you're the baby who got experimented on a lot because you were the first. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. All right, we're unpacking a lot of things here. <laughs> this movie unpacked a lot of things. Of a lot of this like movie deep rooted family issues. This movie like. Misha mentioned earlier that you know he appreciates the fact that there was no villain in this movie, which was a very unique way of presenting a story where where you know you don't really need a villain to create conflict. So which is, was super unique, because you know, like if you look into any family, any fi- family dynamic, there will always be certain conflicts, certain issues that needs to be that will need to be resolved by certain, you know, by 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 family alone. And this is what this movie is all about. I like how everything was, you know, um, re- reflected one way in some way or another, a certain feeling or a certain a certain situation where a- anyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. Well, if Amazing. if we're gonna be going to the themes, then. Something well. that I, yeah, some, something that I pre- I really really liked about it um, was that everybody was happy to be defined by their predetermined roles. They were happy to be defined by their powers, to the point that you know they have their own special rooms in the house that belong to them that are related to their powers and their role in the family and society and all that. And they were all each individually so caught up in their own little worlds. Try and uphold the honor of the family, their duty to the family, that at some point they forgot how to be a family, you know? And I really like that the movie gave you that much to unpack and it treated mm-hmm. it with care, it treated it with subtlety. Sometimes it wasn't very subtle at all. No. <laughs> you know? Like when um, they have that song number where... Um, they don't talk about Bruno? That one? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. When Mirabelle, uh-huh. <laughs> when Mirabelle's trying to get a hug because she thinks it'll solve everything. All right. With her, because uh, she fucking hates her sister. Oh, I said the F word. Sorry. No, so much for okay. she, fuck, she fucking hates her perfect <laughs> sister. That's true. Yeah. So Isabella. And she finds out that Isabella just looks perfect on the outside, but in actuality, she's not happy at all. She was even going to get into a marriage with a guy that she didn't even like because she thought that's what's expected of her. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Honestly, more than halfway through the movie, I was like, when are they going on that big adventure? You know, why are we still in the character songs at this point? And I think I had around uh, 40 minutes left, but they're still like singing the individual character songs. But that's the thing. It's a much smaller scale than what we're used to. There are mm-hmm. no big adventures, no world saving, like let's say Moana or mm-hmm. like no far flung places to explore. It just focuses on family and home. Yes. So it's so simple. So it's more intimate. Yeah. Which is what I liked about mm, it. We're not used to it, eh? but it's just. There, it's just like one little setting. You don't go. You literally don't go anywhere else. 
And I love that it made the effort to be an actual character study and actual commentary on the dynamics of family and how that changes as you get older. Your relationship with your parents changes. Your relationship with your siblings changes. Your your your, your, roles, your, your role in the family will change. Absolutely. But what I also liked was we met like what? Eight, nine, ten. We met like a dozen different characters, and they're all so well defined, and you know how they all interact with each other. It was nothing like that shitty Eternals movie. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's maybe for another episode. Fine, that's was, gonna be fun trashing. Fine, it was still shitty, but anyways, here, yeah, I see what you shitty. mean though. No, but exactly what Mai said because there's no distraction of a big world that needs saving or exploring, they could really take the time to flesh out these people. And they were people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's great. It's it's so simple, but so powerful. And just looking at it at a purely musical genre standpoint, you have at the start palang the song introducing all the family members. You know what it's all about and what the the conf- quote unquote problem is with the protagonist because she doesn't have powers. You it's crystal clear. And you you get all these feelings and emotions of these characters through their songs. So that it's as a musical, it's really effective because that you know that's that's ideally what a musical is about. You get these characters' emotions during the song numbers, and they were also so beautifully animated, so mm. colorful. Yeah. Actually, yes, it was just gorgeous. Mm. I mean, it's Disney. Do we expect anything less from them? But while we're while we're on the themes of it, you know, because um, you know, I watched it with Dang, and something that came up again was. Um, how how if you remember when we discussed Shang Chi, we were talking about how it was primarily from the ABC point of view, the American-born Chinese. It was an immigrant story because it was about Shang Chi. You know, it was about somebody on the outside looking in, and any errors or any lapses in the depiction of the Chinese culture could be attributed to the fact that he grew up American. So that's fine. That's a valid viewpoint. But here, I think the filmmakers made it harder on themselves by intentionally setting it entirely within the context of this culture. You don't have an external POV. And I thought they did it very well. Talking about the dynamics of a family in the Colombian context, even the little the the hand gestures they would make when they're amused, or even the food that they would eat at the table, everything was real. And you realize this thing is directed by a couple of white dudes. This is the guys who made Zootopia. So oh. to get it right, they had to make a concerted effort to get it right. And hmm. I appreciate that a lot. Because they made the harder movie. They said, we're going to go set it here. We're going to go all the way. And they did. Yeah. They went hard. They did their research well. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It was, I was amazed. I was amazed, really. But it's the same guys who did Zootopia. So you knew these guys were going to do their research. They're going to do the work. And they were going to put up something with good quality. Zootopia was underrated. I love it's Zootopia. One of the most yeah. underrated Disney movies ever. That's some crazy world building. Yeah, and Amazing. it was much deeper than I even thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I love Zootopia. Yeah. yeah. And I also love how it, it really didn't fall short of the emotions because it did pack a punch. Like, whether or not you're familiar with Colombian traditions yes. or, or yes. Um, practices... Something we can all relate to, generational trauma, or maybe yes, yes, or some of these issues yes. that really hit home. Like, Definitely. Or, like, 
Family expectations. Yes. Oh my god. Jealousy, pressure, expectations, the what ifs, which we are May- all very familiar to. Because on the surface, they's family madrigal. It's supposed to be the perfect, you know, um, perfect custodians or you know, safekeepers of this society. And then you realize that there are cracks, pun intended. Oh. Lo- we'll get cracks. to that. We'll get uh, to that. Cracks in the wall that's actually, you know, tearing the family apart. Whether or not they choose to see the cracks, it doesn't change the fact that they're there. Yes. Which is incredible. You know, this is a kid's movie. What the hell? Yeah. The house is a metaphor of what the family is supposed to uh, be. Absolutely, yes, you're right. But I also I realized that how far this thing was gonna go when when you see the abuela, the grandma, her look of relief. When the youngest kid gets his powers because she was afraid that this one would also turn out like Mirabel. Okay. That's heartbreaking. She wasn't just relieved that the kid was getting powers. She was relieved that they could continue their prescribed role in that encanto. Yeah. So it was all about upholding an image of the family versus addressing why didn't Mirabel get powers in the first place, you know? Instead of addressing the cracks that were identified already. Because it was just easier to pretend they didn't exist. Oof. <laughs> Fucking Oof. movie, man. I know. It, I didn't expect it to, like, go this this hard. And I didn't want to cry. I was eating fucking buffalo wings. <laughs> so I'm like, my my hands are busy. No, don't make me cry. <laughs> I mean, the, the last Disney movie we watched was, you know, was also a deep dive into emotion. But with Soul, we're on a roll. Mm, that yeah. was Pixar. But, yeah, for, for you guys wanting to uh, re- re-listen to that, mm-hmm. you can check out our episode wow. on Soul. Okay. <laughs> I like what you did there. Uh, Look at that. Oh, yeah. So there might... Uh, initially, I was actually um, under the impression that this was also a Pixar uh, film. So, Misha, will you walk us through the whole uh, Disney Pixar thing that's going on right now? No, apparently, there's like a little bit of an issue. Because like morale, they say, depending who you ask, morale at Pixar is at an all-time low. Because their next movie with that girl who becomes a red panda um, as a metaphor for adolescence and puberty and whatnot, it's going to be the third Pixar film in a row that goes straight to Disney+. Plus. While in, while Encanto, Encanto, you know, got the whole theatrical run thing. And people are saying that maybe it's because, you know, Pixar and the Disney, their dynamic now is way different from when Disney bought them 20 years ago. 20 years ago, when Disney bought Pixar, they had to fucking beg John Lasseter not to sell Pixar to anybody else. They had to beg, they had to make him the president of feature animation at Disney to get him to sign with them because everybody was lined up with their checkbooks to buy Pixar after the Disney deal ran out after Toy Story 2. But what happened was Disney pulled out their checkbook. They made him in charge of feature animation at Disney. So Pixar got absorbed by Disney. And now Disney, over the next 20 years, improved to the point where they weren't making crap like, you know, Chicken Little and oh God. Meet the Robinsons anymore. Okay, so now they know how to make these 3D movies that can be emotionally resonant, that can be character rich, that can have catchy songs, that can win awards. What do we still need Pixar for? So that's the impression that's coming out now. Though to be fair, the the past um, Pixar movies, or there's still a difference for me. Although mm-hmm. this did hit home, I did have a tear or two when I was able to relate to the whole family conflicts and everything. But it hasn't made me like cry, cry, like ball my eyes out like the previous Pixar movies. Like Soul made like Soul? it really, yeah, uh, it 
<laughs> it almost made me go into like, or not really go into an existential crisis, but kind of want to f- like figure out that Resist existing it. existential crisis and, you know, see how I can live my life afterwards. But it, this was great, but not really as tear-jerking. So, soul, soul just made you want to go to an introspective of yourself after watching that. So it was, you know... It's a tough watch. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's it still doesn't have that sob factor. It was great. It was great, but you know, not not like that whole sequence in Up, which made literally oh everybody cry. <laughs> First ten minutes of that movie are evil. <laughs> Although that's li- that's I, I I dare say that it is the best part of Up. Afterwards, it's like okay lang. <laughs> So, um, you want to talk about those cracks? Okay, let's talk about crack. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crack are you guys oh going to talk God. about? Huh? In the house. What are you talking oh, about? Uh, the house, the house. Okay, okay. so okay. Okay. part okay. of the literal and figurative cracks that are showing up in their magical house, which I love the fucking house because it didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> we the house get it. Is you love the house. The house just wanted to take care of them. <laughs> but Okay, the thing is with that house is I kind of wish my house was like that. You know, like, where are my slippers? You know, you know the panels of the floor. Your is house the slippers is like 40% glass. The second it tried to move, it would lose half its walls. <laughs> no, dude. Cement when cement moves. Yeah, glass. Cement, cr- but no, no. We saw the. Cement. It's magic. Okay, fine. It's magic. <laughs> you want a magic house? It's magic. <laughs> it's a magic house. Pangit oh. naman yung internet nyo. Oh. <laughs> Not tonight. Pagalit pagalit si Misha ngayon. Because I love the house. <laughs> okay, let's go back. So you're fine. It turns out that the cracks that are forming, the, that at the beginning, Mirabelle is the only one who can see them. And we find out that there's a reason for that. Because apparently, even before she was born, they already had problems within the family, per, as personified by one of the brothers, Bruno. We, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about him! Bruno. Well, we gotta talk about him now! No, no, no. <laughs> we yeah. don't talk about Bruno! So if Mirabelle felt like the black sheep for not having powers, I felt so bad for Bruno. Oh my god. Like, he was literally shunned. Shunned yes. because people can't take the fucking truth. And because he didn't fit that whole perfect image that they wanted to project. Yeah, sure. He's like kooky and weird and everything. He's the misunderstood brother. Yeah. Like he's the he's the emo kid nobody <laughs> emo wants to kid. hang out with. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like he's a loner. He dresses funny. He's you know he's he, do, he doesn't look as presentable as the rest of the family. Eh, he's the weird one. So nobody really wants to talk to Bruno. I could actually relate to Bruno to some extent. And I feel like it's not his fault. Like, sure, he can be weird or eccentric. He he wants to be an actor. <laughs> He's an actor. But knock 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 on wood. But I think it's like a lot of the siblings or the family actually really hinge their personalities on their powers. But Bruno here, on the other hand, doesn't want his 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 image or whatever people know him for to be related to his powers because he can see the he's, future. He's scared of his powers. Yeah, and for some reason, people shun him because of something that's not mm-hmm, his fault. Mm-hmm. 
It's not like he chose these powers. It's not like he chose to see a vision of your goldfish dying. You know what I mean? And, and to, to say all these <laughs> and all these like like these foreboding, threatening things in their future, just because they can't accept that something bad's gonna happen to them, they shun the person. It's oh, it's not his fault. What got me about Bruno was the fact that, you know, it was because of what people perceived him to be was what ultimately led him to, you know, what led him to not embracing his his powers. Like he kind of like even to a certain point didn't want to use it because of, of the fear of what people you know might think of yeah. him. And that's why he just, you know, went into, ex- you know, self-imposed exile. And the abuela's insistence and all the siblings, all the cousins and everybody, all of their insistence to just not talk about Bruno. That didn't, you know, pretending a problem doesn't exist doesn't fix that problem. Mm-hmm. And that just made Bruno withdraw even further away from his family. But because he still loves them, he didn't want to leave. He found a way to still be there, but not. He was like literally living within the walls of the house. That was actually one of the best sequences, the chase down for Bruno. Yeah, that was pretty good. And you don't do that, that to sequence. John Leguizamo. I know. He fixed John Wick's car. <laughs> you don't do that to him. But yeah, that was great. Okay, since we're already talking about Bruno, let's talk about the songs. And and we don't talk about Bruno actually has broken a lot of records already. So yes, it has beaten it's so catchy. It has beaten Frozen's "Let It Go" on the Billboard it, Hot yes. 100. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I ended up hating that song like as much as. I never really, I mean, it was good, but I never really enjoyed it. You know, like, it, it, technically, it's a great song, but then Edina Menzel was the only thing going for that song. Yeah, for it's me. like, I love. If it, was, if it wasn't her, it would have been, it probably wouldn't have been that good. Yeah, true. And I love my nieces and nephews, but dear God, I can't count how many times they have played it since 2014. So I, I don't know how much more of it I can take, but yeah. Ah, I hate that song. But yeah, I'm gonna let it go now. Okay, let it go. Oh, wow. <laughs> let it go. Oh. So, uh, said hated song peaked at number five in 2014. Well, we don't talk about Bruno is currently at number four as of recording. It's still, it, it could still go up at this point the more people get to watch Encanto and listen to the soundtrack. Wild, no? Yeah. Impressive. And it's also up there in the best performing Disney songs along with uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Lion King and The Whole New World from Aladdin and Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. So it's up there now. But with songs, man, I think what I've noticed more recently with Disney's work is as they've diversified the ethnicities of the characters or of the stories, you know, um, where it's coming from, they've also diversified the sound. Because way back then, way back when, like in the 90s, you'd have Mulan, but then you'd have your traditional Broadway sounding music. Mm, but now you have actual, you know, like in, in, in the case of Encanto, you have something that sounds so so different. Like it's, it fits the culture. It's, it's, it's Latin. It's it's Latin music, mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it, it just works. I mean, the songs, notwithstanding the, songs the fact that to some degree you already know what you're gonna get because it's Lin Manuel. But um, something that Mai said earlier, for for me personally, the visuals are really what help bring it to life. I mean, yeah. I like his wordplay. I've always liked his beats and all that. But you know, I expected that already. What hmm. I did not expect was the beauty of the visualizations of every single song in this movie. Oh yeah, it's like even the animators went hard on this. It's like, what are you guys on? I want whatever you're having. 
Mm-hmm. It's like they sat down with Lin Manuel as he was composing, or he sat down with them as they were animating. I don't know which is which is which. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. they just worked so well together. It's like, what if flowers came but, out of her butt? But <laughs> Lin Manuel has been on a tear. He's had like he's had a release of another animated movie by DreamWorks recently, and it did not quite it did not sound as great as this for for some reason. But you know, I think uh, out of all the animated um, films that Lin Manuel has written for, this is the one. That's very, very distinctly Lin Manuel. It's like the wordy mm. verses and the raps, the tempo changes, something and the crazy wordplay. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I went in the movie blind. Like I did not know anything about the songs. I didn't even know anything about the story. I just went in blind, and then by the by the second song, and then I looked at my wife. I looked at Pasha and said, like, "Is this Lin Manuel?" He goes like, "Yeah, it's Lin Manuel." Yeah, it, it's so distinct. It, is. Like, it really is. Sound. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's why you know, for me, that part wasn't surprising anymore. Nope. Because the more successful he gets, the more that the studios are gonna ask for that sound, that particular sound of his. Mm-hmm. So fine, nandun tayo. I I just really like the way they fleshed everything out. The one thing that Lin Manuel did na talagang malayo sa typical work niya is Moana. Yeah. But then I like the fact that he tapped into this, the music of that culture also, just to be able to make something. But so- I think part of that thing, the the reason that the Moana one is different, because also the people he was collaborating with, he was working with um, Jermaine Clements for that one, wasn't he? For the music. He was. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, Jermaine was the 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 big lobster crab thing. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he did work with. So flight the concords, yo. I, I'm still thinking like, what are we doing in the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm seeing a vampire. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, what what were your favorite songs besides obviously the one that's hitting? We we don't talk about Bruno. My favorite um I I really like Luisa's song Me about too. Yes, having same, to carry same. everything. <sighs> and Yunya, it really just struck hard when she's like, you know, without my strength what good am I if I can't contribute? What good am I? Yeah, that's my other favorite too. And it, it's very reminiscent to some Hamilton songs too. Like when the, the like that that little beat drop when she starts rapping. I actually like the song of Isabella because it was something about finding yourself, like realizing what you, who you are as a person I as like opposed that to just also. Like it was like um something so cathartic like breaking free, like I this is me. Like that that was a fun We're song. Breaking like, free, joke lang. I hate Ibang that. Disney. <laughs> Ibang Disney. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, starting what off are you, with high <laughs> school musical. <laughs> <laughs> with how Mwah. with how Mirabel set up the whole family dynamic, I was so ready to hate Isabel, Isabella, because like, oh, because she's like, oh, she's the perfect one. She's the prissy one. Like I, she's Colombian Rapunzel. <laughs> so I was so ready to relate <laughs> to Mirabel hating her, because like, oh, you have every. Everything. What the hell are you complaining about at this point? You know, especially from somebody who didn't know what uh, Isabella was all about. So I was really ready to like hate her as much as Mirabel did, because like, oh, who likes those perfect prissy characters anyway? But when her song came out, and I find we finally find out that oh, she doesn't want to be this perfect. She's just holding up an image because she can't. She can't, you know, be herself because you know Abuelita wants her to be the perfect uh, mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. and the poster child. Kumbaga. 
and she's now forced to like marry this this uh, this guy she's not even into. So it's like, oh wow, okay. And I suddenly felt so bad for hating on her. <laughs> I have a question about Dolores. I have a cu- question about Dolores. Oh, I like her. Her, super, her superpower, she can hear anything. Right? Yeah. But it's just she can't keep a secret. <laughs> I know that was great. She can't great. keep a secret. I love it. That one scene at the dinning table. That was gold. That was fucking (laughs) gold. Where all of them were learning what was going on one after the other. Or even before that, when 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 um, Mirabel's dad sees uh, Mirabel putting together the puzzle of Bruno's vision, and he was like, Mm -hmm. "Don't tell anyone." So you didn't see. There are no cracks. (laughs) Nobody heard this. And she was like, "Dolores was like, I heard it." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but Dolores, right? Fine. She sings that she can still hear Bruno. She sings that she can hear him. And we know he's been living in the house. So she's been hearing Bruno. Couldn't she discern that he was in the house and not like, you know, 100 miles away? She didn't talk about it. <laughs> Wouldn't you be creeped out if you heard the fucking rats putting on little plays inside the walls of the house? Good point, though. And while we're on it, I'm kind of mad at Bruno. I'm kind of mad at Bruno for putting a hole in my favorite magic house. Wow. <laughs> because you put a hole in that wall. Are you hurting the house? You don't know. It's magic. The house let him put the hole. If the house let him put the hole, did that malinis yung corte ng hole? It was not. It was like a busted hole hidden behind a picture. And out of respect for Bruno, just, you know, his well, give, let, let's let Bruno have this win because he's such a loser. Yeah, dude, do you see the <laughs> you see the state that he was living the in? He patronizing was watching TV house. with postcards, dude. He was watching <laughs> he was watching TV with postcards. And he was talking to himself mice. for years. Yeah. I'm an actor. <laughs> give it to Bruno. Give it to Bruno. Maybe the house didn't like him either. So the house didn't like even bother to like go Aww. to the because it was like, I can't go there. Remember when Mirabel was like in that area already and then and then she was talking to the house and the house was like, uh, No, yeah. no, no, I'm not. I'm not I'm I'm, so I'm, the, I'm house out of wants, this. the house wants nothing to do yeah. with Bruno. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah, but how? I, I wonder. Like, it's like the house is back. You couldn't reach it. Couldn't can, 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 it. can we talk about <laughs> the abuela for a second, the grandma? Because she was oh. kind of awesome and scary at the same fucking time. I have so many conflicting feelings about abuela. She's like. Same. Same she's, here. Same. She's totally the tough, the hard ass matriarch <laughs> that you don't mess with, that you that shamelessly plays favorites. Loves all the apples, you know? She's kind of a bitch. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, exactly. She was kind of a bitch. Like, because how? she was more concerned about what people thought than, you know, than the people living under her magic roof. She 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 looks like one of those, you know, one of those titas you see in mass. Mm. With, with one look, you knew she was judging you. Of course. <laughs> That's what Abuela was. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I walking is so, you know, I mean, in such a dignified manner that everything is beneath of me. Course. She had this whole vibe going on like that. Yeah. So I just felt so bad for Mirabel. And like even her mom and dad were defending her in front of Abuela. And, and yep. she's still like, no, no, no. Like you, you've hurt her feelings. My work is final. It's like uh, she's, she's, she's like yeah. that. Oh, and there are grandmas ass. like that. And, and you, to shun your own son, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's harsh. That's hella harsh. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was also, you know, a, Abuela Claudia and freaking in the heights. 
you know, but I'm, I'm so, I have so many thoughts about this. Uh, but apparently the cool thing was that she, she, she actually, so she played the abuela in this movie. She also, she also did the, the dub for Disney in the Spanish and the Italian versions. Oh, cool. So I'm like, damn. Wow. That is range. Damn it. That is an, ab- that is multilingual range. I know. What's the actual <laughs> hell? That's like, okay, now I know, oh, I, I gotta live up to those standards, abuela. Oh, she can speak <laughs> languages. I'm sorry. Get on your feeling. Napa perfect. So, so, so like, you know, when every, when every Madrigal child comes of age, they go to the goop candle, oh they God. get their magic <laughs> superpowers, and they are given a new magical room in the already magical house. And it just kind of furthers the, the, it solidifies their identity and their role in the family and the society and all that. And can I just say the art direction for each of their rooms is insane. I want to know what each of their freaking rooms looks like. Like, does Louise's room just look like a freaking gold's gym? <laughs> no, probably a CrossFit box. functionally. <laughs> so her, her, her room would probably look like a CrossFit box. Or like Dolores's uh, room would have like giant speakers or something. <laughs> or like but, mics. Probably. And all the more you feel bad for Mirabel because yeah. she's what? Let's say she's 15 in this movie. She's 16. Yeah, whatever. She's, yeah. She's still in the nursery. She's still in the nursery yeah, because her grandma doesn't bad. think she's worth giving a new room to. Hmm. <laughs> feel so bad for her. And, and you know when she was talking to her younger brother and and he was nervous. Like what if she I don't... She was pep talking She him. was. And she's like I'm gonna miss my roommate but I'm gonna be happy for you. But oh... Right? She's like the only decent person in that family. <laughs> at the beginning. At, at the, the beginning. beginning. At the yeah, beginning. At the beginning. Because we don't know any better. We mm-hmm. think everyone's a jerk. Yeah. And since we're speaking of Abuelita... I want to get to her flashback. Okay, the, when when everything's said and done, you know, uh, spoiler, okay, the house breaks down after this huge fight between mm-hmm. Abuela and Mirabel. Because they, they go off on each other and Mirabel's like, Mirabel. you, you are the reason why this house, this family is falling apart because of your expectations and everything. So that, that, that hit hard. <laughs> that, that, the, that fight was like pretty that, that, heavy. Yeah, those words. That's a hard truth. Those words. Nobody Nobody wants to hear that they're the reason their family's falling apart. I don't think that was a hard truth. I mean, I think Abuela was being a bitch. Well, no, on Mirabel's end, it was Ah, the harsh truth. Yeah, that was a hard truth. Yes. So after this is all said and done, the house breaks down, you know. But we later on go to Mirabel and Abuela making up. And we get to this flashback of why Abuela... You know, how it all started with the powers and the, the heartbreaking loss of her husband and their, um, and their grandfather figure. It was beautiful. Can I just say? It was. Like, it was. And painful. It was painful. <laughs> so uh. just like how, what happened to Isabella, of course, you feel so hard for how much of a bitch Abuela was to Mirabel and Bruno. So you, you were ready to hate her. But seeing that flashback, that beautiful and heartbreaking scene where the treatment was no dialogue, mm-hmm. just the score, just the music. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that, I think that was when I lost it though. Like I didn't I, I I don't know, like I, I just felt something, you know, dripping out of my eye. <laughs> like what the fuck is happening? I'm glad that sentence ended with I. 
But it it was so painful. So there there the there it goes again with making you like it pulls a one eighty on you. Like it makes you end up hating a character at the start, but then you feel sorry for hating them later on when you see what they're all about. Because it was pretty heartbreaking to actually see your, the love of your life try to save you and. And you have triplets. You mm-hmm. just had fucking you, you triplets. Tri- triplet. Yep. So, so there you understand. And one of those triplets came out white for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was confused. <laughs> Maybe she was just blonde. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. But yeah. Hey, I like that. <laughs> it was just so heartbreaking. So you understand why keeping up this this uh, tradition or this image was so important to her. So it's like, ah, tanga na ng treatment nito. Grabe pa yung song. <laughs> oh my god, I just remembered another thing. Sorry. You know how Abuela was so concerned about preserving the image of the family to the community at large. While Bruno was more concerned about preserving the family. Because he didn't like seeing them fight. Because he thought that was his failing again for telling them what their future would be. Like, he was actually fixing the fucking cracks from inside the wall. Just so yeah. the family wouldn't stress. So, but he still cared, even if he was essentially in exile. Oh, Bruno. He came up with two extra personalities to help him do it, but you know, he did it. <laughs> He's an actor. <laughs> What I enjoyed talaga was this exact culmination of the whole story. Because this is when you realize when all the characters really know what their roles are in the family. And that there's an acceptance of the changes because of the realizations that were made because of Mirabel's role in the family. Right. Like it's, I, I really liked uh, at the, the, when they realized that maybe their powers aren't coming back. But they already made peace with it by then. Yeah. It was nice to see that, especially with, you know, Luisa trying to lift things when she no longer could. <laughs> was so and sad. then with me and her just like sobbing, like, Mira, uh, Luisa, can you get the piano? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, and then at, na ye, she yeah. can't say no. And in the end, you see Mirabel helping her lift stuff. It's so mm-hmm. hard. Oh, my heart. And when when things do turn out for the best their powers come back and all that i like that they haven't quite forgotten the lessons that they picked up when they didn't have the powers like i like how luisa actually is allowed to s- sit back in a hammock yes, and you know be served a, a lemonade by one of the donkeys <laughs> because even the donkeys rest. know that luisa needs a break <laughs> yeah she does and you can see isabella like all decked out in different colors now yes, not just purple she, yes she, she just like wears Get her hair yeah, done mm-hmm. so she can look whatever the hell she wants I, I'm still fucking suspicious and of the, the the her former fiance though because mm. he turned on a fucking dime. Yeah. Yeah. What is up with that, That's Wilmer Valderrama? Please ex- explain yourself, Fez. What the hell, man? No, I like the fact that he he always started courting Dolores. He was like, "Let's get married," and Dolores was like, well, "Hold on, <laughs> let's get to know each other first. Yeah. It's like good. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that that was kind of sketchy. Like, oh okay, yeah. So I know we you just literally met. just got re- rejected by Isabella, and then she's like, "But here's my sister <laughs> or cousin." Well, he got his nose broke twice, so I don't uh, know. Yeah. Maybe maybe his brain's all rattled, but but still, See, you know, poison ivy, violence with plants. <laughs> 
but, you know, he gets um, punched out by freaking vines. Yeah, but I yeah, like the fact that, you know, like I was calling it now, like if her role isn't to have power, she will never get power. She will be the one who will be the check and balance of the family, which eventually happens. Absolutely. I loved it. I was just very mm-hmm. happy for them. Because what she lacked in power, she made up for the love, genuine love for the family. She really fixed the cracks in her dysfunctional family because they were dysfunctional. They didn't even know it. Or if they knew it, they didn't even want to admit it. You know, Louisa would rather go into a whole song and dance than tell her what she overheard rather than admit that there's a problem. She's going to start singing and talking about herself while she's benching donkeys. Benching donkeys. Well, she kind of <laughs> was, you know. It sounds better if you say benching jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was already teary-eyed when the whole community came together to help this family they've been relying on for generations at this point. And what really got the waterworks started was when they gave they gave Mirabel her own doorknob. Oh, yeah. Because she never got her own room. But they wanted her to know that this house was just as much her house as it was theirs. And I was just, ah, oh, fuck this movie. Come <laughs> on. Well, though, although me personally, just uh, just uh, my opinion, I would have wanted to see more of how the Madrigal family is integrated into the neighborhood they're in. Because we saw it True. from the start. We saw it at the start that, yeah, they help out uh, um, the, the mom giving out food, healing people. But that's only at the start. So yeah. I, I just wanted to see more of why in the end the townspeople would want to help rebuild the casita. Maybe if it were a little bit more important in the plot. Because like we only saw that in the start. And everything else in between was about just the family. I think part of it... I, I think they, they did a little bit about that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where there was nobody living there. And everybody in the village was also some kind of a refugee. Yeah, I, I get that. But, so, parang, you know, they owe everything to these people. Otherwise, they'd probably still be on the run, I guess, or something. Mm, maybe. But, but yeah, they could have fleshed it out. It would have been nice if we saw them for a more extended period without their powers trying to get along with the townspeople. Yeah. So we could see what their dynamic is. That yeah. that, that would have been nice. Yeah, that's my only... Mm, san- sana they could have like worked on it a little bit more. But either way, it's still still good in general. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. That still did tug at my heartstrings either way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like I like that I like the I, I see where your what your point is, but I think cause it would have deviated from the focus talaga. Yeah, it is. Of what mm. yeah. Good point. Like I I don't know I can't suggest like a fix for it, but I would have wanted to see a little bit I more. I think the only fix for it I would suggest is running time. Maybe. Make it longer. Mm. Make it longer. Yeah, but so make it long. Lin Manuel might have churned out more songs. So, so make it longer and <laughs> add more deviant elements. That would just make it fucking Eternals again. I don't want to talk about Eternals. No. Uh, then why did you bring it up? <laughs> why did you bring it up? Because that was a smooth segue. Uh, okay, but yeah, either way, it's still great. It's still well worth the watch, in my opinion. Would you guys mm. recommend it? Absolutely. Any? This th- oh, heck yeah. It looks simple on the <laughs> surface, but there's so much going on there. There's so much to unpack with regards to, you know, just being in a family, relating to your siblings, um, honoring your parents. There's just so much to unpack here. And the fact that and it's so universal the way it's pr- it's the way it's packaged mm-hmm. that the 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 Colombian trappings are just like a bonus, actually, to be perfectly honest. 
I agree. I agree. I would highly recommend this, not just not just for you know, not just for the songs because it's Lin Manuel Miranda, but you know, the overall story is just it's rich, it's intimate, it's you know, it's something everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, the characters are lovable, you know. Bruno's lovable. You know, the house you can't is lovable. Let the house go. I will you know, never even let the even abuela house go. even abuela you know, being you know, at a point you know sometimes bitchy, but you know you 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 get the reason why she's like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, to a point she will remind you of somebody in your family that you think is a hard ass, but then you love them all the same. Yeah, which is why I appreciated this movie. Mm-hmm. Can Can I just say like you know how. What's his face? John Ratzenberger essentially is Pixar's lucky charm. Like they give him a cameo in every fucking movie they make. The guy who does the voice of Ham, right? Ham. But here, what Disney's been doing the last 10 years or whatever, they've been putting Alan Tudyk into everything because he was Hey Hey and and now he was the Toucan in this one. So he seems to be a whole bunch of confused animals. It's Wait, like any excuse. Is the Tukan more confused than Hey Hey? I don't I think, think anyone's more, more confused than Hey Hey, but it, yeah. it, it's just interesting, <laughs> you know? Well, I guess. Good luck. Good for him. <laughs> confused animals. Okay. If you get paid good money just to be like, you know, a confused animal for a few recording sessions, I'd yeah, take Yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was watching, he was the Tuk Tuk in Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> all these useless animals. <laughs> hey, Tuk Tuk wasn't confused. Eh, fine, it was cute. Hey, Tuk Tuk was cute. I want the Tuk Tuk. Mm. Like this gigantic armadillo horse <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. How, how can you not want one? They was just happy to be there. Yeah, so yeah. look out for that quote-unquote cameo mm-hmm, while you're mm-hmm. at it. So I went into this movie thinking that the message was, oh, uh, you know, about being average and, you know, even and if you're not okay. special, yeah. And you you don't may not have the spotlight, but you're still important, which was definitely one of the themes here of Encanto. I thought it was just going to be about that and it just had so much more to unpack. It was just, if ever, like, I'm not sure if you should go into it prepared to feel all these you know, hard-hitting truths about family and dysfunction in general. But I love that I also went into it blind, that I didn't expect it to hit me this hard. And sana all ng mga matriarchal figures nagsasorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> matriarchal and patriarchal. Basta, <sighs> yeah. Okay, angst. I'm done with my angst. So yes, we definitely recommend this. Just There's good. also a lot to unpack there. <laughs> So, Are we just gonna let that go? <laughs> that's not. That's an episode. Yeah. Oh my god! So, yeah. So you know, just maybe be prepared for any family trauma it could unearth, and maybe if there's something good that'll come out of it, you watch it with your family, and you eventually talk about it. It will be an awkward dinner, but you'll fix some stuff. But yeah, Encanto was great. It was. It was great, and it spoke to even if it was Colombian in concept and setting. It spoke a lot to our own repressed, repressed <laughs> Asian-ness. Yeah, even if it was Colombian, no? Parang sobrang mm-hmm. relate ka sa family dynamic na ganun Absolutely, eh. yeah. <sighs> so you want to talk about it? 
And that was another episode of Sumo Tours. <laughs> Thank you for listening to yet another of we our movie friends. So, no, you can definitely don't. subscribe to our Spotify channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And we also have a Facebook group, Sumo Tours We Like Movies, where we post like some random memes, share some news about movies, anything at all about we movies. We always talk about movies. Wow. <laughs> Wow, new theme song there. All right. So stay tuned. We have more episodes coming up for you. So hope you can uh, listen to us even more. And maybe we'll unpack more of those feelings in the future. But till then, I'm Mai. I'm Misha. And I'm Angel.